For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Durr Show. Since the last time uh, we talked, 50 uh, hostages have been released, uh, mostly children and women. One man who is um, Russian um, as a gift to Putin. He didn't even count among the people who were released in exchange, Israel um, freed um, 150 prisoners. Uh, now, some of the media tries to equate the prisoners who were released with the hostages. No, 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 I don't think you can do that. A three-year-old baby is not the same as a woman who drove with a bomb in her car planning to blow up an Israeli police station and ended up blowing herself up and blowing up an Israeli, she ended up being disfigured. He ended up being seriously, seriously hurt. And of course, um, the media presents her, oh, this disfigured woman who was in an accident. No, 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 she wasn't in an accident. She was trying to blow up an Israeli uh, a, a police guard and station, an area, and, and the bomb went off prematurely. Maybe she was a suicide bomber and she was perfectly content to blow herself up, but she didn't. But uh, she's among those released. And CNN says, well, they, they're not really prisoners because they haven't been convicted of any crime. Well, they don't understand the Israeli legal system. It's not like American legal system. There's no trial by jury, as there is no trial by jury in virtually any European country or any other country around the world. There may be three or four countries in the whole world that have trials by jury. So Israel has judicial trials for everybody. <clears throat> if you're a national security threat, um, like a woman like that, and the witnesses against you are undercover agents, uh, Arabs, Palestinians, maybe even members of Hamas, um, who have been converted and changed and, and turned and uh, now provide information to the Israelis, Obviously, the Israelis can't reveal those names, so they have a special system of administrative detention. But um, under that system of administrative detention, there are rules. Um, you can only be held for a certain period of time before charges are brought. The charges have to be brought, and they have to be sustained by evidence, although it doesn't have to be the same standard of evidence, the same level of cross-examination. Virtually every country in the world has a similar system. In fact, Israel borrowed it. From the British. The British used that system when they were in control of what was then called the mandate. Um, and Israel just accepted that law and now have improved it and added, added due process. But whatever you think, there's still no comparison between, um, and they say children have been released. Yeah, yeah, 17-year-old suicide bombers and 17-year-olds who have uh, thrown Molotov cocktails. They're children and they've been released, but they're not equivalent to the the three-year-olds who, who were released um, having been held by Hamas, uh, some of them without real food. One of the women said that all she was fed was rice and bread and had to wait uh, for a long time to go uh, to, to the bathroom. But the worst offender in analyzing these comparisons is the New York Times. Today's New York Times has 
a headline. The headline is um, Gaza civilians under Israel barrage are being killed in historic pace. It's a totally false headline. First of all, the Times has no idea how many civilians have been killed. They have no idea. Let me explain to you why. Hamas produces figures, by the way. They produced the figure of 12,000. Suddenly it was 15,000. What, what 3,000 new people killed during the pause? You can't believe any Hamas figures. But put that aside. Hamas itself doesn't distinguish between civilians and combatants. So when it says 12,000 people have been killed, it's not 12,000 civilians. The Times simply misleads its readers. It's not 12,000 civilians. It's 12,000 combined civilians and combatants. What if 10,000 of them are combatants? We don't know what the numbers are. Even Hamas doesn't give you the numbers. So how does the the gray lady, the newspaper of record, uh, fail to understand this? Now, they bury deep into the article a statement that acknowledges that Hamas doesn't make that distinction, but then it ignores it. It ignores it in the headlines. It should say, Gaza people under Israeli barrage are being killed, but not civilians, because they don't know how many civilians there are, whether there are 2,000, 5,000, 6,000. Nobody knows. Hamas doesn't even give you that information, even if you could believe everything Hamas says. There is nothing in the record that would suggest how many are civilians. So the Times figures out, well, it knows how many are civilians because Hamas does give the following figures. It says how many women there are. And of course, all women are civilians. We know that. If you have a vagina, you cannot uh, be a suicide bomber or plant a bomb, even though one of the prisoners released was a woman who was a suicide bomber who was planning a bomb. But if you're a woman, you don't count. And if you're a child, you don't count. What they don't tell you is that child is a 17 and a half year old suicide bomber or a 17 and a half year old who came into Israel on October 7th and raped and murdered and beheaded people. Yeah, they're children. They're children's soldiers in violation of all the laws of war. But the Times doesn't tell you that. All it tells you is that because there are a certain amount of women and a certain amount of children, they must all be civilians. No, no, no. Women and children are not civilians. Many women and children, 17-year-olds, are combatants. We know that Hamas uses women as suicide bombers. In fact, what they do is often get women to become suicide bombers by raping them. And then they're, quote, damaged goods and subject to honor killing. And so the Hamas people go to them and say, You've dishonored your family. You've destroyed the reputation of your family because you've been raped under Sharia law. If you were raped, it's as if you had walked out on the street and sold your body for 10 cents. It makes no difference. If you've had sex, you're, that's Hamas's view. Uh, if you've had sex, uh, you're, you're, you're uh, <clears throat> um, uh, damaged goods. And if you're damaged goods, the only good you can do is to be a suicide bomber. So they persuade people to become suicide bombers by raping them first, making them damaged goods, and then saying the only way your family honor can be saved is by blowing yourself up. But they count the civilians, even though they have a bomb on them. They count the civilians because they're women, because they're women. What a sexist attitude by a sexist Hamas 
which supports honor killing and um, requires women to cover up and and doesn't permit women to do anything on their own without male escorts. No, they are permitted to do certain things on their own, blow, them, blow themselves up or, or blow up Israelis. That they can do on their own, um, but not um, any aspect of, of real civilian life. So, so the New York Times totally, totally distorts uh, how many civilians have been killed. We just don't know any civilians. We know the babies. If there are babies, they've been killed. But the Times story doesn't tell us how many of the people killed, even the babies, were being used as human shields. If Hamas put these babies in front of a rocket or in a place where ammunition and rockets were stored or where commanders were holed up, is that a civilian who was killed by Israel or is that a civilian who was killed by Hamas? Let me, let me give you one obviously glaring error. Among the 12,000 or 15,000, it depends what fake number you believe, or at least 500, at least probably more, who were killed by Hamas rockets or by Islamic Jihad rockets. Between 15 and 20% of all rockets fired by Hamas and other terrorist groups fail. They land in Gaza. They killed Gazan people. Doesn't matter, they count. They count. If you were killed by a rocket, you're among the 12,000. The New York Times counts you. The New York Times doesn't mention in the article that people are killed by Hamas rockets. The New York Times article doesn't mention as well that some civilians, Gazan civilians, who were trying to go south pursuant to Israeli instructions were killed by Hamas. They count. They count. They were killed by Hamas, but they count. We don't even know if people who die a normal death, if you have two million people in a society, you're going to have Hundreds of people die every day. That's just naturally. We, we see people born on television because that makes good, good TV. But people die. Are they counted? People who die a natural death? We don't know. And the New York Times doesn't know. How dare the newspaper of record report about civilian casualties without any knowledge, without any investigation, as to how many of them are civilians. The other thing they don't report is this. Many of you probably don't even know this, but when Hamas broke down the fence, and that's a different story for a different day, how they managed to do that, and that's a terrible reflection on Israel's um, security. But when the Hamas soldiers, terrorists, broke down the fence and started murdering Israeli civilians from these kibbutzim, the civilians from Gaza followed them. And civilians, these same dear, wonderful civilians, Gaza civilians who were being killed in a stark pace, these same civilians were raping, beheading, burning, and murdering. In fact, early on when Hamas was in a denial mode and it was trying to persuade organizations like the National Lawyers Guild that Hamas wasn't guilty of anything because the National Lawyers Guild loves Hamas, um, Hamas was claiming that, yeah, there were rapes, yeah, there were burnings, yeah, yeah, there were beheadings, but they weren't done by Hamas people. Hamas soldiers are, 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 are really honorable people. They were done by the ordinary Gazans who came over the fence and raped and murdered in violation of Sharia law and in violation of the rules of Hamas. So now we have Hamas itself saying 
that a lot of these people who claim to be civilians, who the New York Times claims are civilians being killed at a large pace, are, are people who came and murdered. Are they civilians for purposes? Is Israel not entitled to attack them? Of course they are. And what about civilians who allow their homes to be used to store rockets? What about civilians who allow their homes to be used to have tunnels dug under their homes from their basements or from their other rooms to allow Hamas terrorists to operate in the tunnels? Are they civilians or are they combatants? The Times doesn't tell us. And even if they are civilians, are they civilians who deserve our sympathy? They're not certainly the three-year-olds or the four-year-olds that Hamas loves to parade, um, the dead baby strategy, as we've talked about. But if you have civilians who have allowed their homes to be used to hide combatants, to hide rockets, to launch rockets, Israel has an absolute right to kill them. If you've become complicit in Hamas's activities, even if you're not wearing a uniform or a, a green head gear, you're a combatant for purposes of international law. So New York Times, go back and do your damned homework. Tell us. Ask Hamas. Not, nobody's going to believe them, but at least ask them what percentage and what's your proof? What percentage of the people who are dead, A, were killed instead of dying, B, were killed by Israeli rockets, not Hamas or Islamic Jihad rockets, how many of them were, were Hamas combatants? Now, obviously, Israel killed a lot of Hamas combatants. How many? 5,000? If there were 5,000, then the number of civilians killed is reduced by that amount. Is it 7,000? Is it 2,000? We have the right to know, and the New York Times has an obligation to tell us. I have never seen such malpractice in journalism as the New York Times story today on the front page. I have never seen that kind of malpractice telling us that civilians are dying, using the mass numbers, and burying the lead, burying in one sentence uh, a claim that even Hamas doesn't distinguish between combatants and terrorists. So even under Hamas's presentation of the evidence, the New York Times has no idea how many civilians are being killed. They have no way of knowing except this absurd notion. If you're a woman, you can't be a combatant. And if you're a 17-year-old boy or girl, you can't be a combatant. Uh, you know, 17-year-old boys and girls are double war crimes. Hamas using them uh, is itself a, a war crime. And then if they're human shields, that's a war crime as well. Look, any civilian, any baby who dies is a tragedy. But as I've said before, the New York Times doesn't say this, but as I said before, under law, both international law and domestic law, it's the people who are holding hostages. It's the people who are using human shields that are responsible. So let's assume 2,000, 3,000 Gazans uh, were killed. If 2,000 of them were used as human shields, they don't count as Israeli-inflicted casualties. They don't count are being killed under Israeli barrage. No, they count as Hamas-caused casualties. I've given you this example before. I rob a bank. I hold a hostage. The police try to shoot me because I'm killing people. By accident, they kill the hostage. Under every single system of criminal law, including Sharia law, 
every single system of law, the person holding the hostage may not even have a gun. The person holding the hostage who didn't fire the shot that killed him is the murderer. The policeman is totally innocent unless the policeman, you know, acted recklessly or acted purposefully to kill the hostage. And nobody is claiming, I don't think even Hamas is claiming that Israel targets uh, children. Why would they? Why, why would Israel risk its reputation among the few people who still have objective views of Israel? Why would um, Israel want to target a three-year-old? Of course, they never have targeted a three-year-old. Hamas targets three-year-olds. We know. We've seen the evidence. We've seen burn babies, um, uh, three-year-olds. We've seen uh, beheaded children. We've seen raped uh, teenage girls. Uh, we know that Hamas targets children. We also know that Israel doesn't target children. And that's an enormous, enormous uh, a difference. So, so shame on the New York Times and shame on the readers of the New York Times for not writing letter after letter. You don't have to be a genius to read this article. You don't have to know anything to read the article. It's self inconsistent and contradictory when it says so many civilians are being killed. And by the way, Hamas doesn't even tell us the difference between civilians and um, and combatants. You would think anybody would understand that this is not reporting. This is propaganda. And this purports to be, by the way, not opinion. It's on the front page. This purports to be news reporting. News reporting, not even analysis, news reporting by Lauren Leatherby. If there was a Pulitzer Prize in reverse for the worst reporting in modern history, it would go to Lauren Leatherby and her editors who allowed this. How any New York Times editor would allow an article to say that civilians are being killed in large numbers and then say, but we don't know how many there are because Hamas doesn't even distinguish between civilians and combatants and leave the story at that. It, it's just, it's just outrageous. And so, you know, my job, everybody can condemn Hamas. My job is to condemn those who are not otherwise generally condemned. New York Times is top on my list. Let me tell you who's second on my list. This is going to surprise you. Second on my list is Doctors Without Borders. Do not contribute a penny to that miserable organization. I have a name for it. It's called Doctors Without Morals, Doctors Without Truth. Doctors Without Borders won the Nobel Peace Prize. Everybody loves it. They are a bunch of hacks who care more about politics than they do about curing people. Uh, the head of it uh, was on television uh, today on CNN, uh, Avril Benoit, B-E-N-O-I. Uh, T. And she wasn't talking about medicine. She wasn't talking about as a doctor. She was a Hamas spokesman. She was saying, we must have a complete ceasefire. We must have a complete end of all hostilities. Israel has to surrender and admit it was wrong. Not a word in the whole interview, not one word about October 7th, not one word about the hostages that are being held. All she talked about was the poor people of, of Gaza and how they need medical care because four gallons of water alone 
is not enough. They need five gallons of water. I, I don't think I use more than two or three gallons of water a day, but you know, she wants five gallons of water. Um, she wants gourmet meals. Um, not a word about the hostages, not a word from doctors without morals, doctors without borders of how the hostages are, are what they're going through in terms of their health. Not a word. When she calls for a ceasefire, she doesn't say, we should have a ceasefire and they should free the hostages. No, no, her position is Israel should have a unilateral ceasefire without freeing a single hostage. So when you hear about Doctors Without Borders, understand they are a partisan, bigoted, anti-Semitic, anti-Israel organization that uses the term doctors much the way the Jewish Voice for Peace falsely uses the word Jewish. Most of the people who work for or who protest under the Jewish Voice for Peace are not Jewish, and most of the doctors... <clears throat> who claim to be working for Doctors Without Borders aren't real doctors. They're politicians. They're Hamas supporters. They're people who want to cease fire. They're not people who want to care for injured people. If they were, they would want to care for the injured among the hostages. They don't care about the hostages. Why? Hostages have two problems. They're Jews and they're Israelis. And Doctors Without Borders don't care about Jews or Israelis. They don't care about what happened on October 7th. They don't care about what's happening today. They don't care about these hostages. If they had at least had said, let's have a ceasefire and maybe we'll ask gently Hamas, you know, it's a good organization. It's a, we help it a lot. Uh, we're very close to them. Why don't we at least ask them nicely, pretty please release a couple of hostages? No. No, no, no. This woman, uh, Avril Benoit, not a word about hostages, not a word about Israelis killed. What a bigot. Don't contribute anything to Doctors Without Borders. You want to contribute? Contribute to a great organization called United Hatzalah. It's an organization in Israel that rescues people, Muslims, Christians, Jews, the people who do the rescues are Muslims, Christians, Jews. They are they are non-political, non-partisan. They are real doctors. They went to Ukraine as soon as the Ukrainian war broke out. They were at the kibbutzim before the military was there. That's a great organization. Doctors Without Borders is a phony, phony political organization that uses the fact that it has doctors in his name to try to act as a cover, as a beard for its political, partisan, bigoted, anti-Semitic, anti-Israel perspective. So do not contribute to Doctors Without Borders. There are better organizations to contribute to. And do not believe their propaganda. When these doctors appear on television and say, oh, we've been in these hospitals. I've never seen a Hamas soldier or a Hamas terrorist. Yeah, because you You've blinded yourself to it. Of course you've seen them. So Doctors Without Borders, doctors in Gaza, these are not real doctors. You wouldn't want to be treated by any of them. If you wanted to be treated by a doctor without borders, if you were Jewish or an Israeli, believe me, I could get you a lot better doctor than that. So understand when you watch Doctors Without Borders that their real name should be Doctors Without Morals. Okay. Let's look at some 
letters. In fact, one of the letters I got, I didn't read it, but one of the letters I got is, why are you so upset at uh, Doctors Without Borders? Uh, and now you've heard why I'm so upset at Doctors Without Borders. So Doctors Without Borders, the New York Times, there'll be four more people on the list soon. Jamie Raskin, uh, congressman from Maryland, Democrat, progressive, woke, um, calls for a unilateral ceasefire. At least he calls for the release of hostages. I have to give him that credit. He's my former student, so I have to be nice about him. Bernie Sanders, I don't have to be nice about him. You want to make me a Republican? Nominate Bernie Sanders or Jamie Raskin for president, and you'll you'll get me to you'll get me to make that switch. I hope it I hope it never happens. Okay, here are some letters. A big mistake negotiating with Hamas. I understand the pressure, but this will end up hurting more than helping. Look, I agree with that. On the other hand, in democracy, how do you how do you not listen to the tears, to the cries of family members? It's only democracies that give in to terrorists. Um, Non-democracies don't have to. Putin doesn't have to do that. What does he care if uh, 250 or 300 or 1,000 Russians are killed? Um, he's just looking for his own for his own interests to be served. Um, this is something that refers to Meyer Kahana, who is a very right-wing uh, rabbi who I knew. My parents knew his parents. We go back a long time. I defended him when he was head of the Jew Jewish Defense League. He says, when you debated Kahana, you were far left. No, never, never far left. I was never far left in my life. I was always a centrist, libertarian, liberal, never a woke progressive, never far left. But don't pretend you weren't and didn't understand the conflict of the Arab mindset. Not pretending anything. Because while Kahana spent a lot of time with Mizrahi Israeli Jews, Sephardic um, Jews from North Africa, you didn't, instead of ranting on today, don't you think it's long past time that you publicly state you were wrong in those debates? No, I was right in those debates. I called for a two-state solution. Um, it's still an aspiration. It's much more difficult. But remember, my debates with him were in the 70s. Between that time, Arafat turned down a two-state solution. Uh, Abbas turned down a two-state solution. And um, the Palestinians through history have turned down a two-state solution because they want there not to be a Jewish state more than they want to have a state of their own. And they're not going to have a state of their own as long as they condition it on it not being a Jewish state. Peter Beinhart and, and, and Mark Lamont Hill are not going to prevail. Um, it's not going to be a single secular binational state headed by Hamas. What a contradiction in terms. Hopefully, there'll be a two-state solution someday. We're not ready for it now, but we're ready to create some building blocks, hopefully pointing in that direction. You sound more like a classical liberal than a New Age leftist. Uh, not Mrs., but certainly a constitutionalist. And I agree with you. That's what I am. I'm not a New Age or an Old Age leftist. I'm never a leftist. I was always moderate, liberal supporter of social justice, but never a person of the of the hard, hard left. I've always opposed the hard, hard left of Noam Chomsky and William Kunstler and people like that. Okay, Alan, the argument on the other side, CEG Norman Finkelstein, Norman Finkelstein, who on October 7th said every bone in his body is warm uh, as a result of seeing these rapes and these beheadings and these massacres that warm the cockles of his heart. He is such a fanatical anti-Semite Jew, Jew, a Jewish anti-Semite, much, much like uh, some who, uh, Gertrude Stein and others who supported Hitler. Um, 
he would have supported Hitler if Hitler had been, you know, a communist instead of a, a Nazi or a hard leftist instead of a Nazi. So, okay. See Norma Finkelstein. Is that Gaza is a concentration camp? Concentration camp. I've been there. I've had dinner in, in, in Gaza before it became Hamas a stronghold. And that violent revolt by concentration camp inmates is justified. But it's not a concentration camp to the extent that it's poverty stricken. It's because Hamas made it so. When Israel left in 2005, they left behind farm implements, uh, agricultural. They got money from Wolfson and others to help create Singapore in the Mediterranean. It's a beautiful area with beaches. And instead, Hamas took over and stole all the money. There are now four Hamas billionaires who have their monies secreted in, in Qatar. Um, and they turned uh, it into a poverty-stricken terrorist base. It's not a concentration camp. There's nothing to break out of. If you want to change what's going in Hamas, have a revolution. Overthrow Hamas. Have, have, have an attempt to try to, to, to bring about some uh, security for the people of Hamas, or by the way, 75% of whom, or 72%, I forget the number, over 70%, um, supported the Hamas massacres of, of, um, of um, October 7th. So don't tell me about, you know, these, these wonderful Hamas uh, civilians, the babies, yeah, yeah, the children, yeah, the, the 20 or 25% maybe that don't support Hamas, but the 75% or the 70% who supported these, these mass murders, um, the other percentages who went along with the mass murders and, and participated in them, I'm not shedding any tears uh, for them. I am shedding tears for truly, truly innocent um, members of, of Gaza who are victimized by Hamas much more than they are by Israel. Uh, Hamas is the enemy of the people of Gaza, not Israel. Jews are a small minority, like redheads. My husband is a Jew and a redhead. I am definitely getting your book. Wouldn't know it now, but I was a redhead. Um, my grandmother used to call me Reuter, which was uh, the name uh, means a redhead. And uh, when I was a kid, I was a redhead. And I had all the attributes of a redhead. So I'm a Jew and a redhead. I must be a minority. Also, over the past uh, a week, um, uh, my book came out, you know, this is the record-breaking book. Um, started it on October 7th um, and finished it on November. Well, I finished it earlier, but I sent it to the publisher all done by October, by November 20th. So that's about six weeks. I love the back cover because the back cover is illustrated by what's really going on. It has an Israeli soldier who's protecting a baby carriage, standing in front of the baby carriage, drawing the fire to protect the baby. And then on the other side is a Hamas fighter using the baby carriage to protect him, using the baby as a human shield. And I think, you know, if you, if you see this cartoon, you still have to read the book, but you don't have to read it. Uh, uh, you won't have any surprises. The book also has a wonderful endorsement by the president of Israel who read the book. He's so busy, but I sent him an advanced copy and he read the book and he liked it and he praised it. So please, time is right now to, to buy the book. If you like what you hear on this show, um, get it on Amazon, War Against the Jews, How to End Hamas Barbarism. 
and don't get the New York Times. Get my book, not the New York Times. Contribute to Hatzalah, not uh, Doctors Without Borders. Those are my messages for today. See you tomorrow. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.